Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. This show is all about Vegas, but one of our favorite things besides Vegas is dogs. And we have the perfect guest for that. No, I'm not calling her anything. It's Sam Radcliffe. She's the host of a great show called Vegas Rock Dog, the Vegas Rock Dog radio show. And, of course, they're a great animal lover. But, Sam, first of all, tell us what the uh, Vegas uh, Rock Dog show is. What it is is, this way I describe it, it's a rock and roll show about pets, people, and pop culture. So we cover all animals. We cover people related to animals in one way or another, whether they're doing something for animals or uh, they've got great stories. And, of course, we try and throw in some pop culture around it, all related to animals. So that's basically what the entire show is about. But that's, that's a lot of topics that you can cover when you have that kind of a broad, you know, oh, you know animals. Now, it did start off just as dogs. But now we've just included all the animals. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm throwing. I, in fact, I'm glad you brought that up because I was looking through your episodes. I saw about cats. I go, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, cats don't get much FaceTime. They don't get much radio time. <laughs> Neither do rabbits. <laughs> yeah, un- yeah, we cover them all. Yeah. We've covered puffins. We've covered uh, reptiles. I mean, you name it, we've covered it. A puffin pet? That sounds great. Well, not as, a, not as <laughs> yeah. a pet. They're very interesting little creatures, though. Yeah. But yeah, it's and, and, that, and the great thing is, is... You know, you get to learn about animals from different parts of the world that we don't have here. Yeah. You know, and so it's, we make it as interesting well, quickly, as possible. Puffin, penguin, they look like they're yes. the same, but what's the difference? <laughs> well, one's very small in stature. <laughs> <laughs> and they do burrow under the ground. People don't know that on the top of cliffs. No, yes. They, oh. They're so interesting. They're so interesting, yeah. And you can, if you put your ear to the ground, you can usually hear them in the burrows and stuff. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of research going on with them, you know, like the decline of them in one area, how they're breeding more in another area, how climate, you know, comes into that, that kind of thing. But yeah, it's really interesting. Wow. Yeah, I love all animals. Well, that's great. And of course, let's start with dogs. We all love dogs. and. What I like about that, you had a really interesting episode that I listened to. I thought it was fascinating, but it was like getting a dog ready for the arrival of a new baby. And I thought, boy, that is such an important thing. And we don't think about that. We don't think about that. And more often than not, I see people give up their dogs because they didn't prepare prior to the baby coming home. And it's the, I can't. I just could never imagine doing that, not in a million years. So I felt that episode was so important because, as I say, people generally don't prepare and they kind of hope for the best. Or they do this big intro to the dog and the dog is just freaked out by what is this. It doesn't recognize it as a, as a walking human being, you know what right. I mean? Exactly. It makes weird noises, you know, it's unpredictable and you, you're going to set yourself up for, for a real nightmare. But the preparation's easy because you do it while you're pregnant and you just basically you... 
you role play all the things you're going to do once the baby comes home. Oh, okay. So that then becomes part of like because dogs are very uh, process oriented. They in are. They like a routine. They know when things have changed, and so for you to just all of a sudden change and a new new baby shows up and you don't get as many walks or they're not as long or why am I in this area? Why can't I go in that room? It's it's too much for a, for a dog to deal with. Plus you're putting more stress on yourself too. If right. you're the one that's having the baby, you really are putting stress on yourself, worrying about that situation. So, you know, you've, got your, you've already got your stroller, so you get a baby doll and you take your dog for a walk with the stroller and the baby doll in it. You walk around with the baby doll, you change the baby doll's diapers, and the dog gets used to these new routines and, and it's inclusive of the dog. And you can play baby sounds. I mean, think about, I don't want to say the word, A-L-E-X-A, in case you've got one around here. <laughs> yeah, but, no. I mean, you could say... You know, play baby sounds, play a baby crying, play a, play a baby cooing. Great idea. All those Great things. Idea. I mean, those things work for dogs that are scared of thunderstorms and fireworks, where you can do some desensitization way ahead of it all happening, you know, all associated with treats or things that they love, you know. And it's all positive. So that, well, that's, people, people don't get it, too, because dogs, like when cats will have kittens, the dogs are very good about it. They, yeah. they kind of like it. But again, maybe it's the stress people put on. They're so worried about it that the dog picks up on the stress. I think so. I think so. I think everybody gets crazy stressed. They're stressed about, well, the new, ba- new baby's showing up. <laughs> What's that right. going to be like? <laughs> Life's going to change. And then they worry about how the dog's going to react. So mm. that preparation, you do it months ahead, and it's gradual, and it's easy. Where you, If you know that, you know what, I won't be the one that's walking my dog like I normally do. It'll be, I don't know, my brother's going to come over. Then you've got to get the brother to come over months before and start doing these walks at the time you think they're going to happen. And if they're shorter, that's when you start them. You know, so the dog is used to, oh, you know, so-and-so comes over and walks me and we do a short walk. And that way it just becomes super familiar and it lowers the stress, you know. But there's no big, and when the baby comes home, there's no big... Ta-da! Here's the presentation of a baby. Yeah, right. There's none of that. There really isn't. It's about just existing together in a very calm, easy, slow way with boundaries and right. an inclusion in a very safe manner. That's the most important thing is it's, you've just got to be so safe. I mean, I see, you've seen them, those awful photos and videos, kids oh, pulling yeah. dog's ears and stuff. I'm like, wow. The, yeah. There's always a warning before a bite. Right. Always. And I, it, I see those videos and I just, oh my gosh, I I think, it's why awful. would you do that, you know? But yeah, it's, it's a very, it's, it's like, it's kind of a, a non-introduction of the baby. <laughs> I mean, part of this, uh, just getting in dog ownership at all, you got to realize there's a commitment to this. And the whole idea of turning in a dog, I mean, unless there's some sort of reason where you absolutely can't, that's yeah. just horrible. Well, it is because, and I think people sometimes get dogs out of convenience. We'll get pets out of convenience. But the whole point is, like you say, the commitment. But the commitment is to give them a life that satisfies a dog not satisfies you. I mean, the satisfying part for you is that you love your dog and your dog's with you. But you have to make sure you give that dog a home where all of its needs are met. And and there there are things called, um, uh, there are five freedoms of animal welfare. And they apply to all animals all over the world. And basically it's freedom of space. So not locked up in a cage all day, a crate all day. Uh, uh, freedom, a, a, comfort, a comfortable place to lay, appropriate food for them, um, timely uh, veterinary care. Right. You know, so you have to look at those things. And for a dog to be a dog or a cat to be a cat, you have to provide enrichment for them, things that satisfy their natural instincts. You know, like cats, for example, there are... Here's the awful thing. The number one killer of cats is euthanization. 
Mm. People taking them in to have them put down because there's a problem with the cat. The cat's, you know, peeing right. outside the litter yeah. box. I mean, that is just a horribly that's, sobering statistic. Yeah, that's awful. And so you have to look at what are these behaviors. Why is my cat doing this? A lot of cats are, are stressed out. I think it's now 70% of, of cats in the home are stressed out wow. or bored out their brains. You know, so you have to provide enrichment. They, you've got to provide, I think the biggest problem for cats is they, they don't get to hunt their, their food. Yeah, they don't get to hunt their food. They don't get to you know play with it. They don't get to eat it and nap and then repeat that six times throughout the day because that's what they usually do. They eat small and often, and, and it keeps them very active. Um, and I have a friend who came out with a product that is an amazing product that's satisfying that that hunt really? prey drive. Yeah, how does it work? it's this is how it works. It's like six little plastic. They're the size of a mouse, so the food you put inside of them is about the same calories as a mouse. And have a guess how many calories are in a mouse? How many calories are in a mouse? <laughs> Thirty-five. Thirty-five. It's not a lot of calories, is it? You no. Know? But it's the size of that, and then it's covered in like a neoprene. It's got little ears. It's got a little tail. There's six of them. You hide them all over the house. That's oh, great. So the first three you hide in the morning, and your cat gets to look for its food, play with it. Eat, eat the food inside of it. What a great idea. Nap. They're active. They, they get to move around. They're not bored. And then at nighttime, lots of people's cats wake them up at night to feed. And they go, well, why, why do they want food? There's food in the bowl. It's because of that night. Normally, they, that's when they're hunting later really? on. And they don't wake up in the middle of the night. Does that end up making them hunters? So if you do get an unwanted little creature in there? It's the, I tell you something. If you do get a mouse and your cat brings it in or a bird, you've got a very happy cat. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at night time you put another three out, you know, and you can, they can be more challenging as you go along, you know. You've got to teach I them want to a use cat it. to do that. Isn't That's that great. So Thank you. So, yeah, so yeah. My, my friend, she's um, she's getting these amazing emails where she's saying my cat no longer pees in the pees outside the wow. um, the litter box. Uh, there's no fighting with the other cats, and, the, and she said there's no problems if you've got multiple cats. She said you just buy them their set of six. Cats like to the solitary. They like that to is eat, a great eat by idea. themselves. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it really. It makes is. me so happy because I'm like a cat needs to be a cat and she always says to me you can't uncat a cat sam so you've got to (laughs) embrace all of their traits but do you think some people that have cats they they, they get the cat because it's easier than the dog but they really want a dog because they expect the cat to do all the dog things (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's really true i think people need to just kind of really think why am i getting a dog why am i getting a cat why am i getting a rabbit and really what do they need and there's so much information out there i mean our show covers so much stuff Right. That, you know, how do I, I mean, I mean, most people will go, oh, I need to go and get the dog bed, the crate, the, you know, the, the leash, the collar, the right. treats, the da, da, da. <laughs> but think about enrichment. I think that's one of the biggest things that's missing. I mean, my dogs, they get all kinds of enrichment, but one of them is called a snuffle mat. And I just mm. love that name. <laughs> and it's yeah. basically, it's basically a, a mat that's covered in short pieces of felt mm-hmm. and you can hide treats inside and they've got to snuffle around and, and find their treats. And they'll be in that snuffle mat for 20 minutes. And they yeah. have one of their own and it keeps them busy. They get to use all their sensors. You know, so I, you've got to look at those things. What does a cat need? What's a dog need? What's a rabbit need? And my the, best buddy has a St. Charles, which which is just a be- oh. cute little dog. But he gets him this thing where it's his toy. And you put the food in the toy and they have to unlock yeah. these. That dog has it down so quickly now. I can do it like in five it, seconds. It needs the advanced <laughs> level toy yeah, now. Right, right. It needs to move up. There's, there's a fantastic uh, group on, on Facebook. And I want to call it, I think it's called Canine Enrichment. Oh, my gosh. The ideas are fantastic <laughs> from 
toilet rolls, save your toilet rolls, cut them in half, put them in a big box, drop some treats in the bottom of that. It's absolutely fantastic. And especially when the weather's so bad, like it is right now, it's so hot, and yeah. we're not going out for our long walks. It's, it's a bit, you know, cabin fever for the dogs, and I kind of feel the same way as well. Well, well this show talks to a lot of people that visit Vegas. We're, we're here, we're located in Vegas, but we also have affiliates throughout the country. Yeah. When you come to visit Vegas, first of all, in the summertime, it's probably best not to bring your don't dog, bring, right? Don't bring your pets, because unless you're going to be inside the whole time, it's, and it's boring for a dog. It really right. is. You can't take them out. You can't, you know. I mean, I can't even walk down to the pick up my mail just down the end of my driveway in bare feet, so dogs certainly can't can't walk on, oh, on that gosh, yes, it's Right, I didn't even think about it. It's right, the bare it's feet. brutal. Right. I mean, if you're not sure, go step outside yourself and stand on that concrete <laughs> yeah. for 10 seconds and you'll soon make your decision. Um, I mean, and there are boots and stuff that you can you can buy for dogs, but it's still too hot just to be out. You know, and dogs overheat so quickly, that much quicker than we do, and they don't have the same cooling system that we have. Right. They're going to struggle. Now, what about the other times of the year where it's comfortable to walk outside and stuff? Still leave them at home or... Take them out. As long as 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 it's it's a comfortable temperature. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it can be 75 and you're like, ah, it's a 15-minute walk today. That's all it's going to be. And if it's short and often, that's fine, you know. But just don't... I think some people walk their dogs because they'll say, my dog needs a walk today, but not at the expense of its health. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know you know exactly. it needs the walk, but let's not, you know, take it too far. And of course, never take your pets out in the car, ever, because yeah. we have a law against that. And um, I'm tired of calling the police. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, some people, it, it, for your own benefit, I mean, first of all, it's a terrible thing to do, it's but terrible. people will see that they'll go break the window, you, you know, and so well, forth. Well, this is it. And, you know, I was just looking at the statistics. So far this summer in Clark County, I think it was over 420 people have left their pets in hot cars. Now, I, I don't know. We all talk about common sense. Clearly, people don't have yeah. common sense. Um, and people will say to me, yeah, but, you know, it's better than me leaving my dog at home. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> it's right. actually not. You know, you're still leaving your dog alone in a car and a hot car at that. Right. And it's, you know, all the windows open. No, it's boiling hot. You're not going to sit in your car with the car turned off and your pet should not do the same. And I can't think of one good reason. I honestly can't think of one good reason why you why yeah. you would have no. your pet in the car in the heat. I mean, not even if you were going to the vet, you still wouldn't be leaving your pet in the car. You right, know what I mean? I in emergency, you'd be going to the vet. And yeah, and it, here's the thing we've got so many drive throughs. If you are taking your pet anywhere, hello, you drive through laundry, <laughs> dry right, cleaning, exactly. drinks, food, you know, you should do that above anything. Or just leave them at home. They're so much happier yeah. watching Netflix and <laughs> 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 relaxing on the couch. They really are. <laughs> Animal Planet, just leave it on. We're in good shape. Yeah, or Dog TV. There's now Dog TV with programming real- just for dogs. Yes, that's right. There's everything for dogs when you think about it. I mean, it's pretty amazing what's available for well, let's, them. Let's talk about dogs. Let's talk about breeds. Uh, okay. What if you're like me where I don't want to go out for long walks. <laughs> right. I'm going to be the lazy dog. What kind of lazy dog would be good for me? You're going to be shocked. A gray, a greyhound. You're kidding. Or a Great Dane. Yes, believe, Dane, believe, it, believe it or not. They, they're not. they enjoy exercise, but they also really enjoy relaxing too and being at home on the couch. 
it's true. It's so true, you know. But yeah, I think when you are looking for a dog, I mean, and you do, and people, here's the thing, I work with over 30 rescues with my charity. So for me, it uh, doesn't matter about breeds. I love all dogs, it doesn't matter to me. Right. But some people love a certain breed and there's no yeah. reason why, you know, they can't get their own breed. And we've got so many breed-specific rescues now. It's serious, it's like, you don't need to go a breeder. We've got... Docks and rescues, we've got St. Bernard's, I mean, we've got them all. But I think, like you said, you've got to think about what's my lifestyle? What can I, I don't want my lifestyle to, to impact this dog's life if I don't have the time for a dog that really enjoys, you know, walking or running, you know, that kind of thing. I, th- I think that's one of the most important things you should do is how, how do I impact a dog if I bring it into my home? When you bring it home. Well, I know you're a big fan of rescues, and, yeah. and I am too. What do you recommend, though, for people that uh, really want a dog and they go, like, okay, you know, I don't need to go to a, a puppy farm or anything right. like that. You know, I'm going to get it. What are the type of things that you should do? I mean, should they get out there and really spend some time? Because you want to make that right choice. Yeah, take your time. And here's a nice thing. Rescues right now, and by the way, if people don't know this, if you're buying um, a pet from a pet store, it is absolutely from a puppy mill. Because a a decent breeder who's registered and, you know, there are certain things you need to look for with a breeder – legitimate breeders don't put their puppies in pet stores and they don't sell them online. They don't do those kind of things and they don't sell them on Craigslist, you know, those kind of things. So, um, just know that that's really important so if you're going to want to get something like that you want to do your research and get online and, and get those yeah. right people and we don't have that many breeders in nevada we really yeah. don't so when people say i got my breeder from, my puppy from a breed i'm like okay i'm <laughs> 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 sure you did i'm really not um but i think one thing to understand about 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 breeder dogs when you get that certificate you know that that comes in and says you know this is a um you know a cavalier or this is a dachshund yeah. whatever it's only a certificate of looks it's not a certificate of health right and that's a really important thing so it's like registering your car down at the DMV <laughs> right anybody can <laughs> I'm right? telling you what my make is the model and the color of it and how old it is and right. that's pretty much it and i think that's a really important thing to to understand um but yeah if you're looking if you're looking for any any pet Really analyze what your lifestyle is. Anything that you do in your life will impact a pet so that it can't be happy and it can't have space or time with you. And then really kind of narrow it down. You might be the goldfish person. You might need a goldfish, (laughs) a a beta fish, you know. You have to really be realistic, I think, more than anything. Be realistic because there's nothing worse than going, oh, I don't have time, I feel so bad. Well, you knew that before. You did know that before. And, and often our emotions, of course they do. We love animals. We're like, oh my God, I'll take them all. You know? yeah, right. But yeah, definitely analyze your own lifestyle. And, then, and also look at cost because, you know, a bigger dog's going to cost more to feed. You know, those, those kind of things. You've got to really put it all together. Think about if you're going traveling, do you, can you afford to have a sitter? Right. You know, I mean, I've literally known people reach out to me and say, um, I've got to go away for, I'm going away for two weeks on holiday. And um, do you know of any rescue that will take my dog while I'm gone for two oh, weeks? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, hang on, <laughs> hang on a minute here. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. A lot of rescues will offer, offer pet sitting services, but no, you don't get to just give them your dog for two weeks and not expect yeah. to pay to look after them. And then it's weird. It's, it's, I, get, weird. I get it all, Steve. They wouldn't honestly. do that with their kids. Would, you know? well, I don't I mean, know. People saying. might. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I've known people, uh, they did drop their dogs off at the shelter and gone yeah. on holiday and come back and were upset that their dog wasn't there. Are you kidding me? But they're up, yeah. It's, yeah, you know I should write a book about this. Yeah, you should, <laughs> because I think people really need to research that. For example, yeah. I know these, I grew up in a household where, uh, although we had dogs, my mom was pretty good about it, but it was one of these things where the house was, you, you couldn't pick a time of the day where it wasn't just pristine. Wow. Well, shedding dogs can be a problem. Yes, <laughs> you know? honestly, yes. If you don't like a shedding dog, get a dog that doesn't shed. If you don't want to pay for grooming, and grooming, I pay more for my dog to get groomed than my own hair. <laughs> be, are, are you prepared for that expense? Right. You know, you've got to, they've got to be groomed, they've got to get the nails clipped, you've got to put all those those expenses in. And it can be quite costly, you know, and, and, and what are you going to, how are you going to feed? I mean, I'm a raw feeder, so I do, I, I spent, actually I spent a little bit less than I've ever done now, because uh, I've kind of got down to a fine science, but you have to decide, uh, am I going to be feeding raw? Am I going to be feeding a dehydrated food? Am I going to be feed, feeding a kibble? How much does all this cost, you know? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's you, and then you're going to factor in some some vet visits. Well, it's kind of funny. My my daughter uh, took a rescue in, you know. Oh. Yeah, and it was a, mostly mostly a uh, not a golden retriever. The other dog, what's it? A Labrador. Labrador. Yeah, Labrador. Yeah. Mostly Labrador, black lab. But there's something else in there. But but, but anyway, <laughs> he was. Got rescued. He was walking the streets of another town, you know, and they, they found him. So he, they get along great. But it's just funny because they will only feed him like the best dog food. I mean, <laughs> oh, we can't have any cereal. I go, he used to eat out of a garbage can. And he, and he eats like that too because he just gobbles anything he gets. Because like, yeah, I found yeah. food. I'm eating it. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. I've got a friend and her dog is 20 years old at least. At least. And uh, found him in Italy when they went on their very lavish honeymoon. The day they got there, they thought the dog was dead on a doorstep. Yeah. And um, it actually was alive. She fell in love. The, she said the instant, not even before the dog even opened it, yeah. its eyes, the ear, the ear popped up and she was like, yeah. let's cancel the whole honeymoon. And yeah. it was an extravagant, amazing honeymoon to get the dog back to England. Oh, but that yeah. dog had eaten from restaurant trash cans, oh, yeah. you know, which is probably pretty nice food in Italy, yeah, in all well, honesty. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but when she got back, he wouldn't eat kibble. You wouldn't eat right. dog food. Right, used to it. And it's kind of a very long story short, she had his own food made for him and manufactured for him in Austria just wow. for the dog in cans. The best you could ever imagine. Probably better than anything that we eat because it's bio... Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do they call it? Bio-organic, um, which is yeah. an ex- next level up. And now it's an actual brand called The Rockster, which is the dog's name. But... From, for as long as they've had him and kind of age, they think he's, he's 20 years old. And he eats this amazing food, you know. Some, but dogs are interesting well, creatures. And, and the, other thing, <laughs> the other thing, same thing with my daughter is the, the dog is great, really loves everybody, very happy, doesn't bark, which is kind of odd. Wow. But the one thing is it's very possessive. Like if you have like a ball, right. not, not with you throwing it, but like if another dog tries to come <gasps> over there. Right. And I think that we kind of got that, we got to get all those little idiosyncrasies, particularly in these rescues. Some of them have been through some horrible stuff. They, some have been through such horrific things. I mean, I could tell you things that would just make anyone cry. I mean, I, I've seen, seen so many horrendous things, you know. But really, that's just a resource guarding. It's just a high value yeah. something to that dog. Like, this is my ball. Right. You know, you're not going to come near it, you know. Um, and it can be food. It can be treats. It, it can be anything, really. It's yeah. called resource guarding because it's just a high value item in their life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you do, I mean, you just have to be careful. You know, you've got other dogs. Like, you know what, maybe we'll play by ourselves. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, so we don't have any altercations, you know, that kind of thing, because they just see it as something really high value. Now, another thing to be careful of, though, is you can make animals obsessive about certain things. So, you know, the, the laser pointer thing, yeah. that can really do a number on cats because they never get to catch it, do they? Right, exactly. And it's frustrating and it can cause you more problems in the end. Um, or a dog that you can't, you know, those weird chuck it things, you know, you put the tennis yeah. ball in it and you lob it and you just repeatedly do it over and over again. The dog can get really hyper aroused, not tired, but yeah. really stimulated. Like, it's an obsession. So, you have to be real, really careful how you how you work with your animals too. I think yeah. you should write a book on this because I think that's really important and mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're all worried, like you said, the first thing you're going to get a dog, you run down to the store and yeah. buy all the fun <laughs> stuff there. That's for us. That's what for what us. does a dog need? That is the best thing that you said. Is it, That's for you. That's that's That satisfies you. It's for your convenience. You know, it makes you feel good, you know. Of course it does, you know, because there is a connection to, oh, I just, I just bought my dog like uh, the 12th bed in our house, by the way. And <laughs> the fact that she gets in that is like oh she melts in that bed makes me really really happy now she'd probably be really happy just laying on the floor in all honesty but those things do they obviously evoke a really nice feeling within yourself you know you're like oh my dog loves that but yeah really thinking about what do they need i would say number one enrichment and training and it can be so much fun training. Oh my gosh! I mean, That's it can a good be the way of looking at it. People look at it as a oh. necessary chore. Oh, but... It's not. If you make it fun, you will bond with your pet in a way that you will never believe. You have to make it fun. It's what we call positive reinforcement training. Nothing aversive about it. No shock, prong, choke squirting water bottles, shaking a can of coins, throwing bean bags. I mean, the list is probably this long. All oh. aversive. All do not work well for an animal. It's frightening. All of it's frightening or it hurts. Right. You know, so all that has to go out the window. And you can do it with whatever they find high value. It could be treats. It could be you've done some training and it's their favorite ball that they love to play with after. You know, so that's the reward. Lots of praise. And, and just be positive and you'll get a response um, that's unbelievable unbelievable that's great and you'll, you'll hear these chalk collar trainers and stuff on, they call them e-collars and they'll call them remote collars it's all the same yeah. uh, uh-huh. you'll hear them say ah oh, cookie pushers that's what they call these these positive reinforcement trainers uh-huh. cookie pushers <laughs> well you know I'd rather use a little cookie <laughs> right exactly <laughs> than hurt exactly. or scare my dog or have a dog that's paralyzed where with positive reinforcement training you're showing them what you need and then you reward for that behavior so all, all the good behaviors that you want you reward and the dog learns huh okay when i do this i get that and you get more of that but what happens with aversive training is there are no choices right it's just zap how does the dog even know what the heck happened to deserve that it doesn't right exactly and we don't we can't communicate we're not speaking english together right right? so uh, we don't know so we're not we're not replacing a behavior with a good behavior what we're doing is just stopping a behavior that's not good enough. You want, you want the dog to understand what you want from them. I mean, you can teach them not to bark by actually right. teaching them to bark. Really? <laughs> it's like a reverse psychology. It, it really is. Yeah. When you actually give a command of, well, we don't really say command anymore, but you say, you know, bark and you praise and you treat, that becomes something that you call upon for the dog to do. So generally, unless you say bark, your dog's eventually... Oh, I'm not going to do it. They're not going to. It's a. It's some training has come so far. It's amazing, and if you're ever looking for a trainer, I mean, reach out to me, uh, especially in Vegas. I'll find you the trainer. I know them. 
We'll tell the, people. There's like five of them. There's only about great. five yeah. that I would recommend, highly recommend, who are credentialed. They, they keep up with their qualifications. They keep up with what's new and all the research. Right. More with Sam Radcliffe, the host of Vegas Rock Dog Radio, in just a moment. But first, when you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible. Really unique Las Vegas experience. So you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. You are listening to Sam Ratcliffe of Vegas Rock Dog Radio. A rock and roll show about pets, people, and popular culture. The worst part about having a dog, probably, <laughs> is unlike a cat that will use a uh, sandbox, the, right. uh, the dog will go to the bathroom. You have to get him to that point to use uh, the wherever you want him to go. Yeah. Is there an easy way of doing that? Or? Again, positive reinforcement training. It can be anything from a little, um, I forgot what they call them, but it's like a, a, a piece of ribbon. It's got a couple of little bells on it. Mm -hmm. You know, like those Christmas bells. And you can put it near the door and you teach the dog that when you go out, the dog has to touch the bell with its nose, ring, and then you know, my dog's got to go out. And you reward that. You know, or you've got a new puppy, you're going to be going in and out of your house quite a lot (laughs) throughout the day. (laughs) You just are. And you're going to praise and you're going to use a little treat uh, or whatever it is that motivates, motivates your dog. But take the time to do it. Don't be lazy because yeah. you'll have a longer time trying to get that sorted. It's, such, it's much, so much better. It's it just is. happier, right? Who wants to be yelling at somebody? Or, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it is honestly, my dogs come and tell me. My dogs have very different um, ways of telling me food, treat, bathroom, get off the sofa, you're in my spot. <laughs> they do that to Jim all the time. He go, what are they barking at? I go, you're in her spot. <laughs> and he'll get up and off she hops and she's fine. She's like, thank you. But they, they're very distinct. I know exactly what my dogs oh, want. Funny. They have different sounds. What kind of dogs do you have? I have a, a Jack Russell, a Parsons ah. Jack Russell, yep. who I got from the Henderson Shelter. She's 13. And, and when the weather's cool, she's a five-mile-a-day dog. Wow. I mean, she's amazing Bad shape. Yeah. And I found Mr. Twix, who's a Las Apso. I found him... In the desert here in Las Vegas. Really? So someone, well, someone had clearly dumped him and out they there. they get along well They together. do. They get on really well. I mean, he's got short legs. Sometimes he's like, let me catch up. And he's about five, you know. Let me catch up, Thornton. But great temperament. But when I got him, I mean, I had a challenge on my hands. First of all, you've never seen yeah. a dog in, in worse shape than you would ever imagine. I mean, uh. matted beyond. Uh, his ears were bleeding. I mean, that poor Ugh. dog. I mean, filthy beyond. And I fell in love with him the minute I caught him. But it took six <laughs> hours in high heels. So I was like, oh, this dog. <laughs> I literally finally got him. He ran, ran out from the desert into the park, into um, basketball court. And he ran in and I closed the gate and I just flopped on the floor. And I went, come here if you're going to be with me. And he came right up to my leg, pressed against me and fell asleep. And I thought, oh my gosh. And he stunk to high heaven and I thought he was fantastic. <laughs> and uh, all my friends rallied around and a friend groomed him that night. And the most fantastic little dog ever. The lashes out here is amazing. Uh, but he wasn't used to people yeah. and he was not used to other animals. Uh, but he was very resourceful. So um, I'd walked him in the park and the park, park 
keeper was there and he said, did you catch that dog? And I went, I did like a few days ago. And he mm. said, we've tried to catch him. He'd come in from the desert and he's so smart. And I said, how on earth has he survived in this heat? And he said, yeah. well, let me show you this. And he had a big pile of stuff behind a, behind a bush because that's where he would be. He yeah, said he would take yeah. stuff, which he's still like that at home now. He said, but when the bubblers came on under all the plants and the bushes, that's when he would go and have a drink. Oh, that's he's great. so smart. smart he's a smart dog. But it took time and yeah. it took... How I introduced him to my other two dogs, because I had two dogs at the time, Galaxy and Miss Thornton, um, we thought he had, he had worms anyway. So I'm like, he has to be quarantined in my house, and we made him an apartment <laughs> in my <laughs> spare room that was so fabulous, you know. But he got to hear my dogs. Yeah. And then I would exchange toys out. So he, it's a good idea. So you got to get used to it yeah, at his pace. The paces. smells, the sounds. And then, I, yes, I exchanged their toys and stuff. And then gradually we made the introductions. And that's how that happened, you know. But you, know, you said the radio show talks about pop culture. Yeah. From a pop culture thing, you, know, you said Jack Russell. Well, that, that always, for a while, that was like one of the hottest dogs because on Frasier, Eddie, that's right? That's right. You know? And I, it seems like we sort of go into those things, don't we? We you know? do. We do. There, there's an unfortunate side to it because people go, you know, I love, I want a Jack Russell. And then they go, oh, it needs a lot of exercise and whatever. <laughs> I don't want the Jack Russell anymore. So you get, you do get, uh, there's a negative side to that, yeah. you know, Lassie. Oh, uh, right. 101 Dalmatians, people wanting Dalmatians. I mean, those kind of things. Paris Hilton with the Chihuahuas, that oh, was yeah. a big explosion. And then people just didn't want them because, you know, they were like, eh, they're not really an accessory. <laughs> you got to do your research. That's gotta the lesson of this. you got to do your research, this. you know. And we do fall in love with these breeds. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're in these movies. And you're like, I want one of them. But we're falling in love with what they look like as opposed to who they are. Yeah. They all have their own personalities. They do. Know? And, I mean, if you're going to actually recognize rescue a dog most of the rescues will let you have the dog on the weekend for a trial oh, that's good. which yeah. is a really great thing because then you get to figure out if you have <laughs> the constitution right. for that and what it takes you get a little taste of that and then you see if the dog fits with your family or if the dog fits with your other pets but it's a great thing to be able to do a trial and get to know them like you said it's it's not about looks yeah they're cute but you've got to understand you know your dog you know some of the cutest dogs you ever see are actually kind of ugly but to you because they're just such wonderful personalities it's true I mean I I love them all a three legged dog a two legged dog a one eyed (laughs) dog a a lovely dog doggy friend of mine recently passed away and um, his name's Odie's Eyes but he had no eyes yeah and um, you know it's fascinating how those dogs will will just compensate it's unbelievable to me he did not need he didn't, they didn't need to move furniture. They didn't need to do anything. Yeah. Um, what happened with him is she adopted him. It's a very long story, but I won't do the long story. But she adopted him, and he was in pain. He had eyes, but he had glaucoma, and he couldn't see. So why does he have eyes if he's in so much pain? Why were they keeping his eyes? And it was for people, it was that aesthetic, worrying about that. And she adopted him and said, I'll raise money, and we, we need to do this surgery. We need to remove his eyes because this dog is in pain. And she's also an animal communicator, which helps tremendously. Yeah. And the transformation started straight after the surgery. That's straight great. after the surgery. But it was also... A, he, he grew to have a massive following on Instagram, about 40,000 followers. But just through that, that surgery and talking about that, she helped other people with their dogs be relieved of pain when they could no longer see and remove the eyes. And, I mean, she gave him a big comb over, you know, because if the eyes are an issue, if he just grow the hell on, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he was known for that, you know. And I, I, it's amazing how a, one little dog could influence so many people it's to, great. hey, yeah. 
I can adopt a blind dog. I can adopt a dog with no eyes and I don't have to worry if you have to do a surgery because, look, he turned out great, you know. And that, that was an amazing story, you know, wow. the influence of that. And I think that'll always continue, you know. That's great. Well, let's talk one more thing. I want to talk to you about the rock part. So you say you rock and roll music. Well, that yeah. interests me. So tell me how that works and how do you pick, you know, what do you like? Oh, my gosh. Well, married to a musician. <laughs> right, right. One of the really best. They might not know him by name. He's but... <laughs> an amazing, amazing well, he's sax, flute, clarinet. He's an amazing musician. He would never pat himself on the back. He's that kind of guy, you know. Works extremely hard at his craft. And um, so we've got all kinds of music playing at home. I mean, I, I think music is a mood thing as well, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely. a massive, massive Prince fan. Ah, but then okay. you throw on, like, at least Regina... I'm thrilled, you know. I think it's all a mood thing, so I'll listen to pretty much anything and anything. I mean, I like anything from, like, dubstep. (laughs) (laughs) So people are like, really? You know, house music. I mean, whatever I feel like. And I like classical music, and I like to pretend I'm conducting the orchestra when I'm in the car. Wow. (laughs) Jim's driving, and I'm doing my um, air conducting, I call it, (laughs) where I'm faking it and pretending. But I like all kinds of music. I really, really do. It's all about about mood for me, definitely. and in how it can change your mood <laughs> if you need to change it. Sam, I know you're involved in a lot of different things. One is Rockin' for Rescue. Kind of tell us what uh, that's all about and what kind of events you've got going so, on. So, Rockin' for Rescues, what we do, me and my partner, Pam, Pam Webb, and our husbands. Well, it's really me and Pam. <laughs> we just made them do all the heavy lifting when our events yeah, happen. Right, but that. what we do is we keep animal rescues funded. So we're not a rescue. But what we do is we raise every money every single day of the year to support rescues. Now, currently in Vegas, we've supported 30 rescues. It's a lot of rescues. And it's covered everything from food, treats, surgeries. We've, we pay for quite a few surgeries, uh, boarding, training, whatever it is they need that we can make happen, we do. So we'll do, we'll fundraise sometimes just simple stuff on Facebook. We do a lot of giveaways. We have tons of giveaways, tons of stuff to give away. And we basically say, you know, make a donation yeah. and you'll be thrown in to, you know, in the part to win you know, one Very of our cool. amazing T-shirts. Our T-shirts, I'll tell you, our T-shirts and our, our swag is amazing. It is amazing. Best quality. It's cool. You want to wear it. Yeah. It's a guitar pick. It says, you know, pick a rescue dog. Very, very hip. We have uh, quite a few um, rock celebrities that wear our stuff. You know, we've, we've yeah. yeah, we've got stuff sent out to all kinds of people. But basically what Pam and I do is raise money. So it can be through something as simple as that online. Um, we have a, a deal that we have with Yankee Candles that we do. That's really great for us. Uh, it's online, so it doesn't require too much manpower. You know, we're online, we get that running. But then we do some big events in the year, and our biggest is the 80s hairball. Mm. And it's huge. And we're, next year will be our... No, we'll be doing our seventh one, November the 7th this year. And then we just planned our one for Vegas. That'll be in Iowa, that one, because my partner's in Iowa. Mm. When she wow. moved there, I was mad. I was mad. <laughs> she moved and left me. <laughs> So she started an Iowa Thank division. Thank God for the phone, right? She, exactly. <laughs> so she started the Iowa division. I'm taking care of Vegas. And our Vegas 80s hairball is 2020, March the 7th. And if you don't come in a costume, people look at you like you're weird. 
because yes. everybody dresses up. It's 80s rock and roll. You dress as your, as your Madonna from the 80s or Slash. Or exactly. Yeah. It's huge. So the elements of the event are, and it's really cool, is you come and check in with us. We have, we have 100 swag bags every, every single event for the first 100 Great. people. And our swag bags are amazing. And then we have our red carpet, which is really a purple carpet because that's our colors. Uh, so we have this, this red carpet. We have uh, made our own big giant Rubik's cubes that, that, you know, flank the red carpet. We have blow up guitars and microphones and stuff like that. So you get your pictures. And then we have a mega raffle and a mega auction and a lot of signed stuff from rock stars that are in our auction. So we've had signed guitar from Slash before. Wow. Uh, Robbie Krieger from The Doors sent us uh, stuff stuff from Ozzy Osbourne and um, you know that's how we raise our money through that and then we usually have food as well and vendors you know so really cool vendors in the animal world that that are there and it's a good time for all but the best part for me the whole evening is our air guitar playing contest (laughs) we have a big prize for that and it's fierce. It is <laughs> fierce and <laughs> hilarious at the same time. Because by the time we've done it, <laughs> people have had a lot to drink. Yeah. A lot to drink. You really get into that fire finale. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you've, I should really share our last winner, which is Big Dave, our friend Big Dave. He works for Ozzy and he came <laughs> as Yoda <laughs> from the 80s. Oh, that's great. And he played... He played that guitar like I've never seen in my life. It was, and we put it all live on Facebook as it was happening, and people were just loving it. I mean, really loving it. So it's, it's got a reputation, and I say everybody dresses up. Uh, it's a big deal, and we, we, we raise quite a lot of money I on that. I can't wait for that. I want to go out and try my Pete Townsend you, out there. Oh, my God. That would be so great. So those are the kinds of things we've done. We've done Rockin' the Rough golf tournaments. We, we used to do a shrimpy fest named after one of Pam's dogs, Shrimpy Doodle, and everything was miniature because he's tiny dog. So all the food was miniatures, and again, we'd have a big raffle and auction we've done all kinds of stuff any which way pam and i can raise money we do and we we have great partnerships with so many companies now um einstein pets always supports us no matter what we do they're in florida they send us stuff um we just reach out we're at a point now where we just have to say hey we've got the hairball happening and people start messaging i've got this for you i've got a gift certificate for you i've got a, a membership to the uh foundation room for you guys i mean the stuff we have is really killer oh, is and it's a mixture of animal stuff and people stuff you right. know we have a passion for this but yeah you <gasps> oh, remember yeah. the human side and that's fantastic yeah. too yeah people like our big booze basket <laughs> <laughs> we have themes for all the baskets so we have like the have a picnic with your dog basket so everything you would need for a picnic with your pet uh, we have the booze basket that always goes really well the beauty basket always goes well we have the uh, night at the movies basket we have the big ultimate show basket which is tickets for so many shows all in one basket so yeah we make it lots of fun for people we really do and for those that can't actually come then we will do we do a little online giveaway again make a donation you'll win this basket so they feel like they're included <laughs> in in the event itself but we have people that do fly in for our event that is <laughs> which really is so cool. fantastic i'm always like blown away by that like really that's so amazing they really must believe in what the heck we're doing you know that's fantastic. and yeah and then we look at what the rescues need you know and at christmas we'll do a supply drive we ask them what their wish list is because each rescue is different they all want different things and different food and different toys and beds and size of things and we say give us your wish list and we try and make their wish come true you know we have we have these crazy big boxes we wrap in wrapping christmas wrapping people <laughs> across the city all across the city <laughs> and uh, those businesses help us get supplies in and it's really amazing the community's great so that's march the 7th where's it going to be again march the 7th in vegas is going to be at three sheets craft beer 
bar in oh, town. It's downtown. Great couple uh, from San Fran. They've got they've got a three sheets in San Fran as well, and they actually give us the venue, which is to me so generous. And uh, it's a great place. It's got a massive courtyard. Now we don't normally to ask people to bring their pets because, as I said, there's air guitar playing contest going on. Right, it gets really busy. It can be a little chaotic, um, and I think it's harder for sometimes people to enjoy when they're worrying about their dogs. Right, exactly. And you know, and, and you know, if you've got a dog that doesn't like crowds, then you should not be bringing your dog right. anyway. So we prefer people don't bring their dogs to, right. to the event itself because it's really more of a people event. It, but it's great. We sign up, particularly with people that think maybe I'll fly in for that. Oh, something. the easiest way, in all honesty is to go to our Facebook page, which is, which is Rocking for Rescues, and that's Rocking No G, and it's the number four. And you'll see on our events, I just put the event page up yesterday. <laughs> so it's there. So click on the event that you're interested or you're going, and you'll get all the updates as they come. Um, or you can just go to our website, which is rockingforrescues.org. Um, or you can find me, okay. Vegas Rock Dog Radio, because, of course, I'll be sharing it on there, you know, a great deal. <laughs> In fact, to the point people get sick of it, I'm sure, like, oh, here she comes again. Oh, it's another prize, though. That looks good. <laughs> Keep them interested. Well, that is great. Let's do a little matchup real quick. Of I'm going to give you four breeds, okay? I want you to tell me what music fits best for each one of these four, and they're kind of different. Everybody knows what they are, so right. let's do that. One would be a poodle. What would you do for a poodle? Oh, a poodle. I think a poodle would really like a musical theater, you know, like Hello, Dolly, or something like that. I like that, okay. <laughs> yeah, musical theater. A bit of, uh, what's his name? Um... Oh, that wrote all the amazing musicals. Ah, my brain's going. Oh. Uh, Roger and Hammerstein yes, or whatever. Yes, yeah, any of those. Of I think yeah. that suits a poodle for sure. Yeah, no, that's, I like that. Here's a different one, a beagle. A beagle. Oh, my gosh, a beagle. Oh, they have such amazing little personalities, those dogs. Uh, they're very tenacious. I would say... I would say... Oh, I would definitely say rock. Some definitely, some, maybe some soft rock because they have a lovely soft side to them, but they got a little edge. <laughs> okay, yeah, a little bit. I like that. Everybody's favorite dog seems like the golden retriever. Oh, the golden retriever! I think the golden retriever would be maybe a little bluegrass. Maybe some country, just an easygoing kind of dog. I love that breed. They always look like they're going to serve you. Hey, what can I get for yeah, you? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's great, though. That time of match, match music up with dogs. I mean, and ridiculous. last one, the Saint Bernard. Oh, the Saint Bernard, big and fluffy. What would that be? I would say, I don't know. I'm going to say disco. <laughs> Really? I would have gone with the Guns N' Roses. I think Axl Rose. Rose. They're carrying around the... <laughs> oh, the big keg. The, the keg. big keg of the, the keg, right? yeah. Of- yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, maybe a little jazz where they can have a little, little whiskey, you there know, you listen right, to exactly, jazz. Yeah. You know? <laughs> with a shaker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's cute. I like that. I like I'm that saying this has been a delight. People have got to listen to Vegas Rock Dog Radio Show. Now, how... Where do they find that? You know, honestly, the easiest way is just go to our website, VegasRockDogRadio.com. You can find us on Spreaker, Spotify, Spoke by Sirius XM, uh, Sonos, uh, iHeartRadio. Everybody, (laughs) And pretty much any podcast app that you have on your phone, just search the radio show and you'll find it. You know, we've tried to make sure we're available to anyone all over the world. And and we do have listeners from all over the world, which is really exciting. The organization is rockin4rescues.org. Dot, dot org, that's right. It's plural, right? It's rescues. Rescues, okay. yes. Okay. 
And Sam, if somebody wants to reach you, what's the best way? Because I'm sure people might have some questions for you. Through my website, I would say, because what I've done with my Facebook page, because as you know, you get <laughs> you get messages every which way possible oh, these yeah, days. Right. Email, text, DMs, this, that, and the other. So even on our Facebook page, it will still direct you to our website, Vegas Rock Dog Radio, and shoot me an email. And yeah, and I, do, I answer all kinds of questions and connect people. I'm a, I'm a connector anyway of people anyway. So when they say, do you know of a good trend? Oh, yes, I'll connect you with blah, blah, blah. So I do like to do that for people. Oh. Help him out. And we will be out there in March of 2020, and we'll hope to talk to you again. It's going to be fantastic. I just can't wait to see your outfit. Are you going to wear, like, leather chaps or something like that? Oh, I don't know if anybody wants <laughs> to see that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody <laughs> wants to see that. Uh, With a metal belt. <laughs> in the 80s. Wasn't the 80s the, uh, maybe well, I could wear a suit and tie well, with a three-piece suit or something. You could totally be one of uh, YMCA. Oh, what are the village people? You could be the cowboy. You could be the cowboy. <laughs> That's 80s. <laughs> yeah, that is 80s. I'm going to put that in the 70s, though. Oh, you could be now, the, oh, you could be Just the, because, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I, wanna, I really want to forget that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be a good look There's for so me. There's so much. I mean, like, know. some people come as, like, Pac-Man and, you know, just pop yeah. culture things, you know, not just. Come as a big Rubik's Cube. Dead easy. I like that Rubik's Cube. That might be po- one. Colored post-it yeah. notes on it. You're good to go. It's a simple costume. Not comfortable, but simple. (laughs) Thank you again. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast with new shows loaded twice weekly. Got a guest idea? Email us at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com and catch the show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, coast to coast on the Biz Talk Radio Network. I want to tell you about 360debtfree.com, a proven method of becoming debt-free that the banks don't want you to know about. And at 360debtfree.com, it doesn't matter what your credit score is. Isn't that right, Mike Margroff? You don't have to have perfect credit. You don't even have to have good credit. A lot of the people that we do business with, they can actually change their credit and improve it you know, by doing business with us just because of the way our, our proprietary program works. You know, you don't need additional lines of credit. It pays off all your debt, not just your mortgage. And any interest-bearing payment, is, as far as that goes, all they need to do is go to 360debtfree.com, grab a copy of our free ebook, Turn Your Debt Into Wealth, and have your free personal financial analysis call with one of my experienced advisors. I guarantee it'll be an eye-opener for them, to say the least. Thanks, Mike. Go to 360debtfree.com and download the free ebook, then schedule a free personal financial analysis call. Go to 360debtfree.com, start turning your debt into wealth at 360debtfree.com. That's 360debtfree.com.